The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Coming down the aisle at a total combined weight of 471 pounds, Casey Cage, Chad Jackson, Riker, Lale. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I am Casey Cage. And I am Chad Lale. Doing well. Good, good. Need to, we need to change up our intro. I feel like I'm saying the same thing every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need to get like Michael, Michael Buffer intro or something like that. You know, I don't know. Something different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. We'll, we'll have to think on that one. You see, if anybody's got any ideas while you're listening to this, hey, if you got prayer requests, obviously email us. We say that at the end of the show, but send us some ideas on like different show uh, starters. We'll, you know, I'm open for whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I don't think we've mentioned. We we've kind of talked about um, with ourselves, but I don't think we've actually mentioned it to the people. Uh, if anyone has like topics or show ideas, feel free to send them to us just because we're in the middle of a, a study of the book of acts. Don't mean that we won't, you know, take a, a sidetrack for one week and, and talk about another topic uh, because I mean, I know like me, there's all kinds of things that, you know, I'll be reading the Bible and something will just pop in my head and I'm thinking, Oh man, I really want to study into that. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you're out there and you, you have things like that, a topic for a show uh, or, you know, some kind of a subject, feel free to email us and, and, uh, and let us know about it, and we'll dig into it and, and do an episode on it. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm down for that, man, because we do, we do. Every once in a while, we'll steer off course a little bit when the Holy Spirit leads us in doing something else. So, yeah, if anybody's got questions or, you know, something they want us to touch on, Bible verse they got a question about, um, I'm sure between the, the both, of, uh, both of us, we can answer that or at least find an answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we can't, then uh... – then the Lord didn't mean for it to be answered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. We, we've got some, it, it ain't us, but the Holy spirit in us. Uh, mm-hmm. I, like I've always told people, I don't ever claim to know everything. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm one who likes to ask questions. Yes. Uh, a lot of my prayer time is sitting and asking the Lord questions about this and about that, about this verse, mm-hmm. that verse, this, you know, so, and, and I've always told people the only stupid question is the one that you do not ask. So right. you, you can't learn if you're not, if you're not seeking, if you're not asking mm-hmm. questions and that goes for every area of life, but especially with the Bible, um, we've talked about it before. We believe that the Lord made it to where we will never know everything about everything in the Bible. And, and the reason is to keep us continually seeking because we can, I was having a conversation with a guy today. You can read a, a verse or a chapter that you've read a thousand times and read it uh, one day. And it just speaks something completely different to you. Right. Amen. Dude. You, well, you look at the, you know, Jesus spoke in parables quite often. And the disciples would always go to him and and ask him questions about what he was speaking of. And he would explain to them. And I'm lucky enough and blessed enough to have men like 
you know, Dr. Michael Brown in my life and other, you know, my pastor, Jay Stewart at my church, just men mm-hmm. that I can reach out to, you know, cause you know, I, I, I was saved at 17, man, but I'm, I'm only about three or four years into hard Bible study. It was something I just didn't, didn't do in my early walk. And there's right. so much to learn, man. Like you, like you just mentioned, dude, you can read a verse over and over and over again, and you, you can literally get five different, the Holy spirit will speak to you in five different ways over one verse. And I find that's, that's how, you know, man, that this, it is the the true word of God. It's living and breathing and never, never dies. You can never alter it. You know, uh, it's just, it's unbelievable the things that you can pour out of it. Exactly. Hey, before we get uh, too deep in here, I want to make a couple of announcements coming up this weekend. I will be uh, in McDonald, Tennessee, all-star championship wrestling comes to the McDonald community center. The address is 130 McDonald School Road, McDonald, Tennessee. Nice. And that is at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, come out and be with us on that. Also, the very next morning, uh, I will be preaching at New River Baptist Church at 11 a.m. The address is 1494 Galloway Road, Blue Ridge, Georgia. So if you're in that area, uh, be sure to come out and, and worship with us. Um, that's our good friend Woody's, uh, church. And, uh, he, he said that their pastor is, uh, is sick right now. He's been sick for a couple of weeks. Uh, so, so, uh, I'm, I'm blessed to go in and, and, uh, you know, help, help them out as much as I can. And, and, uh, I just just praying that the Lord will give me a a right now word for them. So uh, also, so keep that pastor uh, in your prayers uh, that uh, the Lord continues to heal him. Um, last I talked to Woody, he said he was doing a lot better, um, but he's been down for a few weeks. Good deal, man. Yes, we'll keep you lifted. Keep him lifted too, man. It's exciting. It's exciting to be able to. Crack heads on Saturday night and uh, share the gospel on Sunday, right? <laughs> oh, it's, know. You know, it's, all, it's always funny. I preached at a church uh, before we get started once again. Like uh, I guess it was back in July in Florida, and um, one of the one of the pastors set up me coming into that church to preach. Well, I had not even spoken to the church pastor, and I was thinking I might want to get in ch- touch with the church pastor just to introduce myself and all this stuff. And it's funny, I did it through email because I didn't have his number or anything. And he contacted me and started talking to me on the phone. And I felt like I was being interrogated in a way. And he, you know, <laughs> he hears this pro wrestler is coming into his church and he's like, oh man. So he's, uh, he's talking to me. He goes, yeah, I've already, I've already kind of, um, you know, stalked you on your Instagram and Twitter and all that. And I know what he was looking for, like pictures of me out partying or doing yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it ended up being funny because we both, we had this connection uh, right off the bat because we were both, uh, you know, uh, brought up in Church of God and stuff like that. So uh, it's just funny to see. He goes, yeah, I got a WWE guy coming in to preach the gospel. He goes, I never thought that happened at my church, but here we are. I was like, well, hey, man, that's <laughs> how the Lord works. So, yeah, it's our life. I love it. Yeah, it is. So last week uh, we began discussing Peter and we talked about his vision. Then we talked about, um, we talked about Cornelius sending a couple of guys to go for Peter. And uh, 
So Peter comes to Cornelius's house and Cornelius tells him of how an angel appeared to him and told him to send for him. And he don't, it's basically like, I don't know what you have to say, but the angel told me, uh, to send for you and that you had a word for us. And to go back on uh, Cornelius, uh, he was a Roman soldier or a leader of a, uh, what are they called? A regiment. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so he was a Gentile. He was not a Jew. And up until this point, um, it, uh, until, Peter gets this vision here at the beginning of Acts 10. They think uh, pretty much that salvation through Jesus was only for the Jews. And right. so, uh, so Peter is shown different in this vision. Uh, and he comes to Cornelius and Cornelius was a Gentile and he was not saved, but he was seeking. And, and that's something that really sticks out to me. There's a lot of people who they're not saved yet, but they have a desire for God. They have a desire to know God. They're seeking with everything in them. They're seeking, uh, you know, they're, they're praying, God, if you're out there, reveal yourself to me, show me something. So, um, Keep seeking if that's you out there. That's right. You got the, the verse in Matthew where Jesus says, you know, those who are seek, knock, and the door is open. And he's, to me, it's the same with Cornelius here, how, uh, like you're talking about, Casey, just seeking. I mean, there was times in my life where I could remember where I was seeking and seeking and truly seeking, uh, you know, God's guidance. And the Holy Spirit would speak to me in a certain way. And I do believe that if we have this open heart and obviously – you know, Cornelius had an open heart because we see that, you know, he had this, uh, this vision, um, from the Lord practically. And so he, he knew, I guess he knew of, of, of Jesus. He didn't, um, you know, as a Gentile, but, but like you said, he thought it was just for the Jews and nobody had come to him and said, no, 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 Christ died for all. You know what I mean? He didn't show any favoritisms to the Jews or the Gentiles or any of that stuff, which is what we're probably going to touch base here starting verse 34 um so yeah definitely man yeah that's uh so let's begin reading here in verse 34 it says then peter opened his mouth now this is not just to cornelius apparently cornelius had gathered a house full of people and uh, you know we don't know how big this man's house was he could have had uh, 10 people in there, he could have had a hundred. So, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, he had gathered people. And so it says in verse 34, then Peter opened his mouth and said, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ he is Lord of all that that word, you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism, which John preached verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy spirit and with power who went 
about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Yeah. Uh, reading it, you know, I, I just kind of thought about something you think, wonder if Cornelius maybe had obviously. So during these times, the Jewish thought was, um, or it was against Jewish thought, but the Jews believed that, that, that God did show partiality so that they're, they're this, this, you know, believing in God and Jesus was just for the Jews only. So that's when, when we go back to that vision that Peter had, that was, that was the Lord opening his eyes going, no, I didn't, I don't show favoritism with anybody, but I just started thinking like maybe Cornelius was seeking this. Uh, and I can't remember exactly what Bible verse it is, but when Jesus had the, the, the centurion guard come up to him and, say, just speak it, Lord. And, you know, my servant, I believe, or his child would be healed. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm touching on the same thing there. So maybe, you know, Cornelius had heard of this miracle. He'd obviously heard of Jesus. And so in his eyes, he's thinking, no, there's more to this than just this Jewish, you know, faith or Jewish belief, like God has more. And <clears throat> so I think that uh, the Lord was speaking to him maybe about that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and like you mentioned, here, just a few verses before, um, let me see, where is it found here? Um, in verse 28, Peter actually points out what, what you just said. He said, then he said to him, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has right. shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Yeah. So, you know, which, which is great. Sorry. Go well, Peter had, Peter had, uh, you know, originally believed like all the Jews did that the salvation was for the Jews and that Gentiles, anybody else was unclean. Uh, but through this vision, the Lord really spoke to him and, and showed him, uh, that he was changed, uh, that he was changing things up. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's a constant reminder, reminder to me that we, we as humans, we as Christians, uh, we have, we have to be cleaned of like certain thoughts, certain things that we believe. So Peter, obviously one of the disciples that walk with Christ, who saw Christ speak to a Samaritan woman, who the Jews at that time would look, it was, there was like a racial battle apparently with the Jews and the, and the Samaritans and stuff like that, the Gentiles. So for Peter to walk with Jesus and see these miracles that he performed, not only on the Jews, but on the Gentiles also, you think that he would have been like, Hey, this is for everybody. But there was still that thing and that, that part of Peter that I believe the Lord had to clean and had to teach him about um, to show them, show him that it was for everybody. So yeah, you see, there's, exactly. I mean, just continue, continued transformation in Peter's life. I mean, he's constantly being reminded of, of, you know, what Jesus came for and who Jesus died for. You know, I wrote down some notes about, uh, you know, God doesn't show favoritism and he doesn't, he doesn't see color. He sees the heart. He doesn't yeah. see a, a job title. He sees your heart. He doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, he sees the heart, man. And I'm taken back to a, the episode I've just watched of the chosen season two the other night where he said that to Mary who, who fell short again, went back into, uh, you know, her old lifestyle and felt shame and she couldn't even look Jesus in the eyes. And he said, just look at me. And he goes, you're not pretty much. You're not, I'm paraphrasing. You're not going to be perfect. All I ask is for your heart. And it really spoke to me. And then I was doing studies for this, you know, for our episode today. I was like, man, that's, that's so true. Like 
All he asks is for our heart. Amen. Amen. I want to jump back over here to verse 38. This has always been an important verse to me. Uh, And when I heard it uh, preached on or expounded on one time, I never understood. I I never put it all together until I heard it uh, preached one time. But verse 38 once again says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Now in Philippians chapter two, uh, Paul is talking about Jesus and beginning in verse seven, he says, but he, but made himself talking about Jesus, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So here's the thing that uh, Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. But what we need to understand and what a lot of people don't realize is what verse 38 actually says. Jesus, when he was on this earth, he operated as a man, just like you and me. He operated as a man empowered by the Holy Spirit. Then you take that right there. So it's the same Holy Spirit because we go over to Romans 8 and 11, and it says that the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Okay, so this same spirit in Acts 38 that it's talking about Jesus was anointed with is the exact same spirit that we are anointed with today. We've talked about it before, I believe. We didn't get a junior version of the Holy Spirit. We didn't get half the Holy Spirit. We have the exact same Holy Spirit as Jesus did. And that blows my mind to think about. You know, it really does. I mean, he, Jesus is constantly reminding us of that in, in, you know, in the book of John, when he, when he says he, he has to, he has to go so he can send us this advocate, you know, and, and to imagine us as Christians trying to do this, this day and time or this life without the guidance of the Holy spirit. Um, there's no way, I mean, no. we're, we're literally lost. We're literally lost without him. Um, you know, there's no way we could do this on our own. I mean, it's, it's, but to think that we have that same power living in us. And I feel like as a Christian um, and speaking to other Christians out there, it's something that, that we don't tap into enough. We don't, that we miss out on. I mean, you can live a life of 80, 90 years and really never truly live that spiritual life unless you constantly seek after the Holy spirit. And you and I talk about this quite often, man, there's, t- there's days where I do. And then there's days where I fall short. Um, but just to think that we have that same power living in us, man, just, it, it always constantly blows my mind. It is. It's amazing. And we say it all the time. That's why, that's why Jesus is so awesome. Uh, God did not, he did not give us a rule book or a list of routines 
and say, do this in order to please me. Yeah. Oh, when Jesus died on that cross and was buried and resurrected, the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. Now he lives in every true born again believer to empower us, to help us to walk out this Christian life. So for those who would say that they are saved, uh, but they never have an unction to do the things of God or to be a witness for God or to, to you don't feel yourself being sanctified and cleansed, then there's something wrong. Because if the Holy Spirit truly lives in you, that's his job. He is there to, to the Bible says, to conform us into the image of Christ. So he's constantly pulling and tugging at us, uh, showing us which way to go, showing us direction, giving us power for service, giving us mm-hmm. power to witness, giving us words to speak to people. Uh, so that's the life of the believer. It wasn't just for, for Jesus. It wasn't just for the disciples. We have the same spirit, the same spirit that anointed Jesus, the same spirit that fell on the apostles. And uh, we'll talk about uh, Cornelius and his house in just a minute. But the same spirit that empowered all of them uh, in, in the book of Acts that we're reading about is the exact same Holy Spirit that lives in each and every one of us if you're a true born again believer. Yeah, man. And it's, you know, that's why you and I, we on the same page with this, but I'm a firm believer of the, the, the gifts of the spirit are for today. You'll, you'll, some people argue with you to their blue in the face that tongues are not for today, that this isn't for today. And I'm just not a believer of that I don't believe that the Holy spirit poured out, you know, 2000 some odd years ago with the speaking in tongues and the gifts of the spirit that later on down the road, some 2000 years later, the Lord's going to go, oh, I'm just going to pull that away because well, if the Bible doesn't change, if the word of God never changes, then why is the Holy Spirit going to decide, you know, hey, it's 2000, 2021. I think I'll just, um, you know, I don't think speaking in tongues is for the, for this anymore. I just don't believe it. It's, and then you look at these great, it, it, it's something I want to study more into these great revivals, the Azusa street revival, the Brownsville revival, all these other great revivals of just the outpouring of the Holy Spirit just goes to show, man, that it's legit and it is for our time, although Azusa Street, whatever, was back in 1908 or something, I believe. Can't yeah. exactly remember. But you just look at the, the outpouring. Even you can still see videos of Brownsville Revival sermons where people are on their face weeping and wailing for, for God. And just this amazing, uh, de- not depiction, but amazing thing of the Holy Spirit is pouring out and changing lives. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's the truth. I mean, it's not, it's, it's once again, just amazing to me that that same spirit that was, you know, in the nineties at, at Brown's revival, but 2000 year, years ago, pouring out in the house of Cornelius is the same spirit that I can sit here in my bedroom um, on my face by myself. I don't have to be amongst thousands of people, but I can get that same spirit that will flood this small office room that I yes. have right here. Amen. Let's let's read this. And then I want to come back to uh, talking about the gifts a little bit. Verse 44. uh, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all of those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. Now, this is Jews who were with Peter. That's those of the circumcision. 
as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. Okay, a couple of things. Number one, uh, there are some denominations and some, some churches who teach that you have to be water baptized in order to be saved. Okay, sure. we've talked about it. We did a whole episode on it before. We believe in water baptism. We believe that you should do it, uh, but it is not salvation. And this, right. these verses right here completely blow that doctrine out of the water. <clears throat> these, these people were saved and baptized with the Holy Spirit all before they were water baptized. So if it's right. water baptism that saves you, uh, then something's wrong here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you need to you need to call God and tell him, hey, uh, you got some verses wrong in this in this Bible here in Acts chapter 10. It's just not it's not <laughs> it's not it's yeah. not going to happen. Right, right. Go ahead. You got anything on that? No, 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 no. I was just going to say right now. I'll just think of uh, real quick. You know, you talk about that. And, and I've, I always you know, I think uh, I can't remember who I was talking to. We were speaking about this. He said, well, what a, you know, the ones who didn't do that, like Moses and all these others, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, so yeah, we are firm believers and you don't have to be water baptized. It is a, it is a kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it's kind of an outward showing of, Hey, I'm giving my life to the Lord. Exactly. I'm cleansing myself. It's stepping out and, you know, showing folks that you, you're a changed person. Exactly. It is the it is the outward expression of what has happened on the inside. So. Right. OK, so back to the gifts. OK, like you were talking about a minute ago, we are firm believers in the gifts of the spirit still being in operation for today. A lot of people don't like that, but <clears throat> you cannot find it in the Bible. You cannot find in the Bible where. um the, the gifts ceased. The only place where people try to, uh, the only place that I have ever been presented uh, is 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, I'll begin reading at verse 8. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know just it also as I am known. Okay, here's the things, and this is what I presented to the people who would try to argue this. Verse 8, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. This is what, they, this is what most people have a problem with is tongues. Uh, and, and the Lord showed me one time that uh, 
okay, when we are speaking in tongues, whether in our prayer language or whether it's a, a message of tongues and interpretation uh, in a congregation setting, we don't know what we're saying. And the reason people don't like that is that we live in a world full of a bunch of control freaks and they, they want to be in control of what they're saying. They don't want to let the Holy spirit speak through them. So uh, if you notice most people, now there are some who are just completely crazy that says there's no such thing as healing, no miracles, no tongues, no, none of this stuff anymore. All of the gifts of the spirit in, in chapter 12 of first Corinthians, they say, Oh, that's all gone. Uh, that's, that's ludicrous. But, mm-hmm. but uh, most people come at tongues. Most people hate tongues and it's, it's simple. People do not like what they don't understand, but so many people, uh, and, and I used to be one of them, they get in this place where they're so hung up on just believing what they've always been taught that they will not open their mind and they will not, they will not allow the Lord to show them anything different. My testimony, I, I've told it before. I came up a Baptist background. And then when I gave my life to the Lord at 26, uh, man, I was so on fire reading the word every day. And I kept running across verses like this cross verses talking about the baptism of the Holy spirit, tongues and miracles and healing and the gifts and all this stuff. And I was so conflicted and I was like, what in the world? I, I just, and so one morning, frustrated. I threw my Bible down on the coffee table and I said, okay, Lord, uh, I, I feel like you're telling me that there's more to this and, and that these gifts are still for today. But everything that I've been taught was that stuff died with the last apostle or that stuff died when the Bible, uh, the full canon of scripture was compiled. Uh, or some people even say it's of the devil, but right. I said, I said, Lord, from this moment on, I want you to remove everything that I've been taught that was not from you. And I want you from this point forward to teach me what you want me to know. And it was about a month later, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit and I've been completely different ever since. So, yes, the gifts are still for today. And for those who are still fighting this. Uh, it's, it's really sad because you're really missing out. I agree. And I think it's, you know, I think it's a matter of getting out of that comfort zone. So many Christians today are are comfortable with going to their, their service on Sunday, hearing a good message that pumps up their ego or whatever it may be, hearing some good worship music, then going home and forgetting about it. It's really seeking after it yourself. Cornelius here in in the 10th chapter of Acts, he seeks. He wasn't comfortable. He, 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 he had this feeling that there was something more and that this was for everybody. So what did he do? He seeked after it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a matter of us as believers getting out of that comfort zone. We're in a time right now where I believe it's very vital that we get out of those comfort zones. We get out of that um, aspect of, of, you know, the, <clears throat> this has got to make me feel good. If this doesn't make me feel good. Oh, I don't know if I can believe that verse or not. But it's really diving into what these gifts are. 
And, and if you have questions about it, it's really like what Casey said he just did. He just put the Bible down and said, okay, God, I, I, I don't know. I need help. I need you to speak to me about this. And I'm a firm believer, dude, that if uh, you have an open heart and the Lord knows you are sincere about it, he's going to speak to you. There's been yeah. times in my life where, where I've been off by myself and <clears throat> I would pray, 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 and just not hear anything. And then literally as I'm walking back to where I'm going, it's like the Lord slapped me in my face. There was a, a, ch- a time in 2014 where that happened to me where I'm all praying. I'm, I'm, I'm going through a lot in my life and the Lord spoke to me about things. You know what I mean? So I'm a firm believer. If your heart's open and, and he knows that, that, that you're seeking after this answer, whether it be about tongues or, or whatever it may be that, that God is going to, he's going to deliver. He is going to start to unfold and unravel things for you. So your, your, your eyes are open. You're that blind man, you know, that can't see that he opens up your eyes and you start to believe and understand the word and the scriptures. Amen. We need to be open to the moving and operation of the Holy Spirit in our personal lives, uh, in our own personal uh, worship and devotion to the Lord, and as well as in the church. Um, I want to wrap up by by saying a quote that uh, the episode of the line of fire with Dr. Brown, that me and you were both uh, without realizing it, we were both listening to the same episode at the same time today. Uh, yeah. But there was a quote in there and it's, I mean, it just hit me like a ton of bricks, but it said, if God pulled the Holy spirit from your church right now, would you be able to tell any difference? Yeah. That's, that's something for all of us to think about pastors out there, leaders out there. That's something to think about. Uh, have you, have you come to the place where your, your church is nothing more than just a social club or it's, it's just a, you know, a, a gathering place or is, is the Holy spirit moving? Are you seeing people saved? Are you seeing people baptized with the Holy spirit? Are you seeing people healed? Are you seeing people repent? and come to the knowledge of Jesus. I mean, what's really happening in there. So if, if God pulled the Holy spirit from your church right now, would you be able to tell any difference? I know I would in my church, brother, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, cause I've always been one that even growing up as a kid, when I wasn't too knowledgeable about the Holy spirit, I knew that in my church, when we had a, a revival or a Sunday morning, you know, um, sermon, there was something different about that place. The atmosphere was different. It would just, I mean, people were speaking in tongues and I'm, you know, 15 year old kid going like something's different here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I definitely know and my church is the same way now. Uh, but yeah, that, that quote, man, just th- think about that, but also think about like, your life the same way. Like we just talked about in your own prayer room, wherever you pray by yourself, if you take the Holy spirit out of that, you just have an empty shell. It's like trying yeah. to drive a car without a motor. You know what I mean? It just doesn't happen. Right. So think about that when you're in your prayer life, like seeking after God and asking the Holy spirit, every single time I pray, the Holy spirit fill me. You know what I mean? But it's, it's so true. I mean, if you're going to a church that is not filled with the Holy spirit, you'll know because there's yeah. just, it's, it's just an empty shell. It's an empty shell. Yeah. And this, this time that we're living in, 
We don't need cold, dead, dry religion. We need people and churches filled with the power of the Holy Spirit uh, who are out being witnesses for Jesus and who are who are doing what God has called us to do. We've talked about it before. Not every person is called to preach in front of a congregation behind a pulpit, but every Christian is called to preach, whether that be through your life, your words, your actions, everything that you do is preaching something to those around you. Amen. Amen. Just remember what we said kind of earlier on the show, like God just wants your heart. Amen. Just wants your heart. If you think you're you're working some dead end job or, or, you know, whatever's going on in your life, God wants your heart. He's going to use you in mighty, mighty ways. I'm a firm believer of that. Amen. Good stuff, man. Yes. Amen. All right, guys. Uh, Like we said at the top of the episode, have any questions, thoughts, comments, subjects, or topics for shows, uh, feel free to email us, wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. We love your feedback. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Casey Cage. Mm, and you got me on Twitter and Instagram at Jackson Riker WWE. So please hit us up, talk to us, give us some ideas of questions you may have. We'd love to start ad- answering some questions. Amen. All right, guys, have a great day. God bless you. God bless. Thanks for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. We encourage you to subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.